You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, dear listeners. Thank you for staying with us and for joining us on this Tuesday morning edition of Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host Kelly Schneider, and we are coming to you live from Trinity Junior High and High School in the Sorry, folks. This is Aaron working the board here in Fargo. Looks like we've had some issues with the Comrex. Uh, Father Gary, could you just start your talk for us, please? Yes, I'm having a hard time. It's, um, it sounds um, scratchy on the, on the other end. Yeah, there's, they're having a connection issue on the Comrex, so if you just want to go into your topic, they should be back in a few seconds. Sorry about that. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to start the discussion, Father? Okay. So it'll be just myself then. Okay. Okay. Do I do you want me to introduce myself? Yeah, Father. Could you could please introduce yourselves to our listeners here. Okay. Thank you. Um, this is Father Gary Benz. I serve as pastor at St. Anne's of Hebron and Sacred Heart Church of Glen Owen. And my country parish is St. Joseph's of Grant County. And I've been a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck now for 24 years. Okay, and again, your topic here today is to speak about uh, if Catholics believe in reincarnation. Is this a topic that you've had a particular interest in for a long time, or why is that question being raised right now? Well, you know, as priests of the Diocese of Bismarck, some of us are called upon to write a guest column in the Dakota Catholic Action, an Ida paper, and we're, we are given questions. We take them from people throughout the diocese, and we just go through the list of questions, and we decide upon which one we will answer for the column for that month. And I guess that one came to mind because it saddens me how many Catholics and other Christians are abandoning their faith in Christ for the Eastern religions and the belief in reincarnation. So I think it's a timely topic because it's um, regrettable how many people are abandoning the incarnation for the false understanding of reincarnation. So for me, it's mostly a concern for the well-being of soul. As a pastor, that's our deepest desire, is that with God's grace, we help people on the road to salvation. And buying into reincarnation can actually take you away from salvation in Christ. So for me, it's a burning pastoral concern that People find their faith in Christ rather than in kind of some false doctrine. And why is that uh, becoming more popular recently? Like, why has this found a root in the Western world when it's mostly a foreign concept to us? You know, it's interesting because just as in Christianity, there are uh, you know a whole number of teachings on different core dogmas and doctrines. But I think, in my opinion, and this is the opinion of others as well. Reincarnation has become very popular in the West because it doesn't make demands of you. You know, in terms of our Christian faith, we have a a strong sense of a moral code that one day we will be judged. 
for what we did with our life in the body. The reincarnation has this idea that um, if you make mistakes, so be it. You can try over and over again until you come to that state of perfection or nirvana that you desire. But there's a danger in that because Christianity believes life is linear. It is all heading to our death and with our death, our judgment, and then heaven, hell, and in the interim purgatory. So there's a real danger that you can't do whatever you want in the body in this life because you will have to account for that for good or evil, as we know. And so reincarnation is it's almost become like an easy doctrine to live by. You know, so be it if I fail in this life, I'll just try again in the next one. But that's the seduction of the evil one because he knows you only have one life to live. And it could be eternally with God or eternally without him, heaven or hell. And so that's my concern is that reincarnation takes away the demands that Christianity placed upon us to live that holy life, to be that reflection of Christ, to live in our body as Christ lived in his. So I, I worry that it's become basically a religious trend with no consequences. You can live your life as you wish, and if you blow this one, you know, then you can just start over again the next. But that's a seductive lie from the evil one, and I I worry that a lot of souls have been led astray because of that. So part of the fear is that the reincarnation might give a kind of passe view to spirituality, like we can just kind of keep retrying almost as a more almost like a more lax form of reconciliation, but in a way that is, you know, not that you have one life and you have a soul to take care of, but that, that you just keep kind of trying until you eventually get it. Exactly. And then the difficulty with that view, too, is there is no need for Christ. There's no need for grace. There's no need for atonement. There is no need for reconciliation. There is no need for conversion of life. Because... You know, if you want to say it, we become our own redeemers. I, by myself, by my own actions, for good or evil, determine what my state will be, you know, after this life on earth. And so, essentially, you could say there's there's no need for Christ at all. And you basically destroy the whole idea that I'm in need of a redeemer. Reincarnation is kind of a false idea that I'm a false that I'm my own redeemer of sorts. But one concern I have, too, that it can lead to a callousness in this life. You know, we see this um, displayed in India. Mother Teresa and her sisters have done phenomenal work, especially among the untouchables with the caste system in India, because the idea is that, well, that's their fault. They were born into that state and their misery and their plight. That must be from bad climate. So it can lead to a callousness, too, toward the demand for Christian charity, a concern for the forgotten, the poor, the sick, the neglected, and that can also factor into our loss of salvation if we look at the judgment of the nation to Matthew's gospel.
So, Father, continuing on at that trend again, what have some saints and theologians on our side and the Christian side, I think, said about reincarnation, why we shouldn't believe in it, and what we can do to assist those who maybe believe in that uh, sort of concept? Well, you know, it was, um, it's really never been a Catholic um, dilemma, except for in the early church when there was... Um, okay, you know... Um, a number of uh, theologians in the early church took this on because there was kind of like a melding of some of the Eastern religions with Christianity already back then. So Augustine takes it on, Athanasius takes it on. I mean, not directly, because they their view was that if you teach solid Catholic dogma, it destroys, you know, any contrary beliefs. But it was actually the Emperor Justinian, the first, who demanded that all Christians had to abandon, you know, any thoughts of reincarnation. So it was kind of like one of those roles, kind of like Constantine in the early Church, leading the Church leaders to say, this is now where we stand. You know, when the role between emperor and Church leadership was kind of blurred. But for, for formally, precisely, the Church under Justinian, the emperor said, there is no compatibility with Christianity and reincarnation. And then since then, every theologian has fallen in line. <laughs> I mean, there's been some, unfortunately, in our modern area, and in our modern era, some liberal theologians who want to try to, again, justify it or blend the two, but the Church has been very firm against that. Under, especially Cardinal Ratzinger, when he was in the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, he made it clear that some Catholic theologians, you know, I use that term lightly, were blurring the line of the need for a Redeemer. But some of them were basically saying there are other paths to Christ, like the, the theologian Jacques Dupuy. But Cardinal Ratzinger, then as the head of the CDF, said no definitively. The one means the mediator of salvation is Jesus Christ. There is no um, allowance at, at, at all for Eastern religions or reincarnation to be introduced into Christianity. So we've had a very, in a sense, kind of forceful theological definition of life and death, and there's no room for reincarnation of any sort of kind. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, basically it takes away its, its opposite, is incarnation, that from the Jewish people we already inherited a strong sense that you have one soul and one body. And therefore, what you do with that soul and body, you know, has eternal consequences. But the beauty of incarnation is that because Jesus took human flesh, the dignity of our humanity has been exalted. You know, reincarnation has a, you could say, a low estimation of, of the dignity of humanity. Because the idea is to discard this body. Another concept of reincarnation is eventually you want to get rid of the body. The ensoulments, when reincarnation, when the soul is embodied over and over again, the ideal is to get to that last state where you become, basically you become God, you are a spark of the divine, and you discard this rubbish called the body. But that's still contrary to our faith, where the body has such dignity that our God actually chose to 
to take upon himself a human body, the incarnation. And so the human body has, has beauty, has dignity, has honor, because Christ not only took his body, he took it back with him to heaven in the ascension, and forever his humanity is united to his divinity. It's a very so interesting us, concept that, uh, again, reincarnation has this kind of inverse of the incarnation in a lot of ways that we don't realize right away. So I think after the break, we should definitely cover that topic a lot. Hey, we have to go to break here. So stay tuned, Real Presence Live. We'll be back. Our hosts have reconnected. So Amanda and Kelly will be back right after these messages. Uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Mother of God. If Mary is really the one giving birth to God, if she bears him who is the death of death and his life in the full sense of the word, this being the mother of God is really a new birth, Nova Navitas, a new way of giving birth inserted into the old way just as Mary is the new covenant in the midst of the old covenant, even as a member of the old covenant. This birth is no dying, but only a becoming, a bursting forth of life that casts off dying and leaves it behind once and for all. The title, Mother of God, points, on the one hand, back to the Virgin. This life is not received through the everyday dying and becoming, but is pure beginning. On the other hand, the title points to the assumption. From this birth comes only life, no death. This new generation does not demand the surrender of the old self as its sine qua non. Rather, it affects the ultimate validation of the whole. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello, listeners. We are back. This is Amanda Ellerkamp with my co-host, Kelly Schneider. We're chuckling because we had some technical difficulties. So if you were wondering and you heard the feedback and what the noise is, that's how you know this is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we had a technical issue on our end here at our 
our studio, so to speak, right. at the Fisher Commons at Trinity High, Junior High and High School. But we are reset and we are back and so glad to be back with Father Gary Benz, who is visiting with us about this belief of the reincarnation, Father. Um, and right before we went to break, um, as you were visiting with Aaron, you were pointing out basically that belief in the reincarnation is not compatible with our Catholic belief because it's actually the inverse of what we believe about incarnation, right? About God becoming man. So I'm wondering if we could pick up there and you could visit with our listeners a little bit more about that correlation. Okay. Yes. You know, as Christians, we we receive from the Jewish people the idea that you have a body and a soul which remain united even in death. But where our Christianity is even more beautiful is that our God incarnated. He took upon himself the human body. And so the human body has this amazing dignity because God chose to be united with us. He became one of us. And the beauty is he took that body back with him to heaven, the ascension. Mm-hmm. And so forever, throughout all eternity, the humanity of Christ is united to his divinity. And reincarnation is actually an inverse, as you say, because the idea, ideal in reincarnation is to, to get rid of the body. They consider it mere rubbish. It's a, it's a degradation of the soul. The soul's ideal is to be kind of like one with the divine. It's almost like a, you become God, you are God. That spark of the divine that descended into earth and was unfortunately maligned by being part of a body is now free and you become God. So it's, on all levels, it's just so wrong because there's no need for a redeemer anymore in reincarnation. There's no need for Christ. There's no need for, for conversion of life. There's no need for grace. You know, so it becomes uh, a religion where each person is God. Hmm. and you determine your own fate, and so there's no need for a Redeemer. And it's also degrading because if you're reincarnated, let's say you have um, four decisions in life that allow for your reincarnation to allow you to be to be lower, in a lower form of life, well then, it's such a degradation of human dignity that I actually could become a plant or St. John Chrysostom, he's very humorous. He's saying, you mean I could become a fly or a mosquito? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it leads to a great degradation in the human body. If you say that, we can actually, first of all, discard the body when we leave this, when we leave this earth, Hmm. or be be reincarnated into a lesser bodily form. Hmm. So on just so many levels, it just um, takes away from our core Christian beliefs. There's really a danger too, there, Father, of uh, falling into uh, just this idea of hopelessness. What in what you're saying? I just I sense uh, in that belief system. If 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 I'm a person that believes in reincarnation, wow! I mean, the hopelessness of life on Earth. Um, it, it just seems like that would that would plague my thought process of, well, why bother, kind of a thing. 
I don't know. No, you're right. And I'd like to share a personal story. You know, I'm, I'm glad you bring up that point. When I was in seminary at Cardinal Mansion Fargo, we had our classes actually in philosophy on the campus of NDSU. And it was open to all students. And this young one woman came in, and, you know, she was wearing crystals. <laughs> she was into the Eastern religions. And she was very um, emphatic. She she confided in that seminarian that she had cancer. Mm. And then when it became to be unbearable, she planned to take her life. Mm. Because she wanted to be reincarnated, you know, in the next life. And she had some ideals. But interestingly, the class was on St. Augustine and the Western Fathers of the Church. Mm-hmm. And she fell in love with Christ and developed a whole new idea of incarnation, the life after death. And she became a Christian, mm-hmm. and she died a very holy death. Wow. So it was very beautiful to see that when she found Christ, she found a contrary view to, to reincarnation. Mm-hmm. She found hope and dignity and suffering and she died a very beautiful death she was baptized confirmed and received first holy communion just days before she died mm. wow so the exact opposite i mean she found the joy of the incarnation and life after death in the presence of god rather than you know not knowing what her state would be in the next life with reincarnation Mm-hmm. She was worthy of a higher state. So it was very beautiful to see that she found a true meaning of, of the dignity of the body, that all the sufferings that we endure united to Christ lead to eternal glory in heaven. Father, what do you find um, to be, I mean, for Catholics out there listening and for our non-Catholic friends listening as well, um, if you were going to put a summary statement or a summary thought to our belief about about life after death or you know earthly life and our heavenly life, how would you how would you kind of teach that? What would you what would be your quote unquote elevator speech to the to the listener of this is what we believe about about life and death and life after death? Well, we believe. <clears throat> excuse me, that as Christians, life is linear. You know, God has a plan. We call it His providence. We have to rest in the divine will. We believe that God has a hope that we will all be saved. And He has set forth in our life, whether it's a joy or a cross, all the means necessary for one day salvation in heaven. So for us, it's it's very forward-looking. There's no going back. Mm. You always have to have this journey where you believe that God is waiting for me in heaven and all the graces He's given me as a Catholic, especially the sacraments, particularly the Holy Eucharist. But these are all means on my journey to salvation in the kingdom. I can't go back. It's only forward. So we believe that in His divine will, whether it's a suffering, whether it's something that is uh, an elation or a joy. Uh, God has a plan for my life, and that's unfolding right before my very eyes. That reincarnation is the opposite, where I control my life. That everything I do will determine my future. 
But sometimes as Christians, there's even a helplessness when we experience the cross of suffering. But we can even still say, that's still part of God's divine plan. Hmm. And one day my body will be glorified. Despite all the sufferings and the, the difficulties of this earth, this body will be glorified in the presence of the glorified body of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Christianity offers, you know, not only a plan for life, uh, a hope, but it also reminds us that suffering is not bad. That suffering is a blessing, mm-hmm. and it leads us to, to to come into the presence of one day of Him who suffered for us. Reincarnation is the opposite. If you're experiencing injury, any suffering, I worry that it leads to um, increased suicide. Mm-hmm. Just end your life, because you can always try over again. Hmm. For us, we say, no, suffering is good, because it purifies us and makes us cling to Him who suffered on the cross for us and is waiting for us. And so it has a totally different end goal. You know, it hallows its end in reincarnation versus Christianity. I mean, one reincarnation, there is no hope. So just hope that maybe in the next reincarnation, something better will come. But it's mm-hmm. still, that's not much of hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Where Christianity yeah. with the glory of heaven, being in the presence of Christ, the endless peace, you know, the radiant light, that's something to aspire to. Yeah, Father, I I don't think before this conversation, uh, I'm just learning so much from you that I had really put together that connection of kind of the the degradation of the human dignity that the view of the reincarnation is, you know, and, the, and like you said, that hopelessness of like, well, you know, there's really nothing to look forward to. I mean, hopefully I'll come back as something better, but maybe not, you know. And I would think, too, what struck me was that it can kind of lead to this um, moral laxity, right? Exactly. Because of like, well, you know, I, I get another shot, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I, you know, maybe maybe it'll go up, maybe it'll go down, but I can kind of do whatever if if I'm not thinking about some eternal consequence. Exactly. You know, for Christians, mm-hmm. we believe that we will have to make an accounting for our life, for whatever we did, good or evil in the body, as St. Paul tells us. And, you know, the judgment scene of Matthew's Gospel, if you look at that carefully, there's the goats and the sheep, right? Those going to the left and right, heaven or hell. They both have faith. They both cry out, Lord, Lord. But one had a faith that was lived in charity. And they were saved. They went to the glory of the kingdom because they lived a life of charity on earth. Mm. But, you know, with so much with reincarnation... It can lead to a callousness of heart. Hmm. You know, well, I don't have to worry about it um, in mm-hmm. this life. I can take it up in the next life. Right. Or you could also look down upon people and say, well, their problems are because of their past sins and their, they've been reduced in this next reincarnation. So yeah. why should I bother helping them? They deserve it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in both regards, it leads to... Um, uh, uh, you know, a callousness toward the poor, the neglect, the forgotten, the sick, the suffering. But it also can blind me that I'm not doing the work of Christ in my life. And so I believe reincarnation is really is of the evil one. 
Yeah. Because he knows that you have one shot. You have one life to live mm-hmm. and you have to live it well. But he has implanted this idea in so many people. Well, live a sinful life. Do whatever you want. You know, you yeah. can be hedonistic if you so desire. And just worry about it in the next reincarnation. And then he has them. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point that we can end with maybe their father of that, you know, that it's really of the evil one trying to lead us astray if we have this one life to live and to live it well for Christ is what we're called to do. And so uh, we've been visiting with Father Gary Benz about uh, reincarnation and kind of the pitfalls of that belief and how it's not compatible with a Catholic Christian worldview of the person. Father Benz, we thank you so much for being with us this morning uh, through our technology difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very uh, enlightening and educational segment, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be ba- right back with our next guest. Don't go away. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Many times every day in our office, I see children whose eyes don't work the way we take for granted. If the eyes aren't working together as a team, aren't jumping back and forth appropriately, or aren't focusing correctly, children will fall behind in academic and athletic performance. Lumen Vision specializes in treating these eye movement issues through a process called vision therapy. You can learn more about vision therapy on our website, www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In his letter to the city of Philippi, Paul exhorts us to rejoice in the Lord always. Then, just to make sure we get it, he repeats himself, rejoice. He encourages us to have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving to let our requests be made known to God. We can exercise trust and total dependence on Him. Praise, worship, and conversation with God are not designed to change Him. They are designed to change us. It is in the heart of that praise that we discover that nothing is impossible with God and that life in the Holy Spirit is a life of peace. This peace is our witness to a war-torn, bloody, fatigued, and depressed world. This peace is our birthright once we completely belong to Him. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. As you think about your future, there is one more thing you can do to add certainty to your life. Write or update your will and estate plan. If you pass away without a plan, all you have worked for in life, financially and emotionally, will be decided and divided by someone you may have never met before. We have some tools to help you in your planning. For more information, please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call Mike at 701-290-4503. 